Hello everyone, good evening, it's your girls and your Chris, happy Sunday, um, it's been a while, it's just I've been preoccupied with some things, so that's why I haven't been able to release any new episodes, so um, this Sunday I'm going to be talking about something really close to my heart, I'm pretty sure all of my listeners know I'm a Christian, it's not hidden, I don't hide it, I don't play with God. So today I'm going to be talking to us about God. Um, so I, I was reading my Bible and I'm sure we all know the story of Adam and Eve and how they disobeyed God and everything. And then the, this portion stuck out, you know the part where they ate the apple and then when God was coming to see them in the garden and they hid. And it came to my mind, I just had how many of them are hiding. You know, the funny thing, the irony about that was that why did they hide? Knowing that God already knew that they ate the apple, was there a need to hide? Many of us are hiding. We're hiding from God. (laughs) Maybe you did something you felt was really terrible. Well, maybe the devil tells you that, oh, God can't forgive you. That sin you committed was really big. I don't know what it was. Maybe you committed an abortion. Maybe you stole. Maybe you defrauded someone. Maybe you lied to your parents about something. You know, it could be just about anything and you're probably hiding from God. Well, I am just here to tell you today that before you committed that sin, he knew you would. He knew it would happen. He already saw it before it even happened. So there's no point hiding from him. You know, he knew you would do that one thing that you feel he can't forgive you for when he sent Jesus to die. This, this, this Our God is a God that um, sees the end from the beginning. So there's, no, there's nothing and there is no sin that you commit that would be too big for him to forgive you all he just wants is for you to repent confess your sins to him and you both are good to go he forgets like nothing happened you know he's not like we humans that we say i forgive you but then when you see the person you're still upset god isn't like that the minute he says he has forgiven us it's just as he said it he has forgiven us and he has forgotten about it he opens a brand new page for you and all your mistakes in the past are all gone that is the god i know i don't know who told you he cannot be forgiven i don't know who told you you're a lost cause i don't know who told you you're beyond redemption that's a very big lie if you were beyond redemption if any of us was beyond redemption jesus wouldn't have died for us but he did so always always remember that don't hide from god do not hide from him he knows everything he sees everything all he needs from you is a repentant heart and the willingness to let go of your past and embrace him that is all he wants so do not hide from him you know, I when I see people who do not have 
a relationship with God or who do not think it's important to hold on to God, I feel sad. Now, formerly, I used to feel angry with those kind of people. That was because I was still a bit judgy. But now, when I see people like that, I feel sad and all I'm led to do is pray. Because really, a life without God is, is not a life at all. Trust me. I don't know why... I do not know why you're not close to God. Maybe it's something that happened in a church that made you backslide. Maybe it's something a Christian did to you. Or maybe it's just some Christians that you've encountered and you're like, if being a Christian means being like this person, then I do not want to be a Christian. Well, on their behalf, I'm saying sorry. I usually say don't be a Christian for anybody. Be a Christian for yourself. Hold on to God for yourself. Never use any human as a yardstick. Don't say, oh, this person is my yardstick for Christianity. Don't say this person is my role model because that person is human and that person is going to flop someday. And that high pedestal, you put that person and seeing the person mess up the way the person did would only make you backslide and question Christianity. So never ever use any human being as a yardstick. I use Jesus. He's the only yardstick I have and I know. Yes, there are Christians I admire, yes, but they could never be my yardstick for the kind of Christian I should be. So, you should do say. You know, I'm, um, we are all conversant with the story of Joseph. A few years back, I sat down and I was thinking, how did Joseph do it? You know, we've been made to think that... Um, we can't we can't survive on our own like we need people without people we can't go through life successfully or or our christian race won't be easy if we do not have people to assist us or boost us or encourage us but actually that's a lie i'm not saying having people is a bad thing but i'm saying it shouldn't be all important because when you look at Joseph, Joseph at first had his family, but then the family had sold him out, right? And then he was bought by the Ishmaelites. From the Ishmaelites, he had no family anymore. He had no friends. We don't have any record where it was said Joseph had friends. At least David had friends. David had Shai, he had Jonathan, but Joseph had no friends. Joseph went into Potiphar's home and then he was framed by Potiphar's wife and was arrested again and was in prison. We didn't hear Joseph had friends. We just heard that he he had this um, personality that made people respect him and was put in a high position in prison. But we do not hear of friends. So he went through different hard storms and phases of his life basically on his own. The only person Joseph had was God. If you have God in your life, trust me, you are good to go. You do not need an influential uncle or rich auntie or, or rich friends or anything of sorts. If you have God, you don't need to go to the best of schools. You don't need to travel abroad. If you have God, trust me. 
you have everything else that you need. Joseph moved from prison into the palace and he became what the prime minister of Egypt. Naturally, he should not be able to occupy that position. Why? He's not an Egyptian. This is someone who doesn't really talking about qualified. Joseph wasn't qualified to be the prime minister of Egypt, but who qualified him? God did. So if you have God, you have everything else. Jesus should be the only yardstick that you have. This was Joseph. He did not say, oh, I came from a Christian family, yet my brothers sold me out and turned his back on God. No, he didn't do that. He still held on to God. He still held on to the God that he saw his father serve and worship. But these days we have Christians who, who are readily ready to turn their backs on God over little issues. Your pastor did this, you left the church. Your church member did this, you left the church. Church member didn't do this, you left the church. Why? Why? Does it mean that God isn't so important to us? That's why we so readily dump him. And then when things go wrong in our lives, we still blame him. Sometimes I feel really sad. You know, I feel really sad for God. Imagine giving everything that you have for someone. And yet this person still disrespects you. Still complains still sees nothing good with what you do how would you feel so imagine how we make god feel every single time we blame him for our own mistakes during devotion in um in my house i I was speaking to my family i told them something i said if you if you do not have a relationship with god if you do not do the things he expects you to do as his child you have no right to question him. You have, I mean, not even right. You have no business questioning him or pointing fingers at him when things go wrong. No, 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 you should not. It's very, very unfair. I mean, it's very unfair. Imagine you as a person. You and, um, let's say, you have a friend and this friend of yours has no business or no interest in your life like you guys really have nothing in common you guys you guys no let's not even say the, the person isn't your friend let's say a random stranger would you blame a random stranger for an incident that happens in your life no you would not most of us are like strangers to god he knows us but we do not know him but yet somehow when things go wrong we blame him why The most important person in my life. Take everything from me. I usually say, Lord, take everything. I mean, take everything from me. But do not leave me. Because I cannot imagine my life without him in it. Really, he's the only only thing that makes sense. Really, because in this world where we live in, where everybody is going crazy and doing all sorts of crazy things he is the only person that makes sense to me he's the only person that hasn't changed 
he's the one thing I can hold on to no matter how crazy the world gets. So if you do not have this person in your life, I, I wonder I wonder what your life is like. Life is not about drinking, it's not about smoking, life isn't about fun. That's not why you're on earth for crying out loud. There is more to life than those things. It's not about saying, oh, I'm a Christian, I go to church. If I see you, can I can I attest to the fact that yes, he is or yes, she is, based on how you live your life? Can people look at you and say, oh, yes, I, I can vouch for him, I can vouch for her. This is a Christian. Based on the words that come out from your mouth, can people say, oh, yes, she is a Christian, he is a Christian? No, I have I know so many Christians who who jump on every word that comes out from um, some of these circular songs. There's this particular one that I really do not like and it's called Sapa. Sapa don't hold me, Sapa. And I hear Christians say this and I'm like, okay, I think one time I asked, What's Sapa? And they're like, It's poverty or something and I'm like and Christians open their mouth to say these things. When God created the world well, how did he do it with his words right so simply meaning our words are very very powerful because we are gods we ourselves are gods so which is why I'm very careful with words I usually tell people be careful the words that come out from your mouth and I'm this kind of person that I hate insults I'll tell you don't say things like or oh, damn crazy because for crying out loud, you are a god and you're using your mouth to say those words to me and those words carry power there's no such thing as unserious word or joking words in the spirit realm whatever comes out from your mouth it's either an angel carries it or a demon carries it that's just how it is so which is why i am very uncomfortable with people who just talk anyhow you just open your mouth and you just say whatever it is because you want to be funny because you want to you want to impress people because you want to look like I don't I don't even know Christians are supposed to fashion their lives after Christ I tell people if you read your Bible when or when you read your Bible do you see a place where they said Jesus went partying went clubbing or you see a place where they said Jesus um, was drinking and drinking and getting drunk and getting high, was living life. People call it living life to the fullest. Okay, did you see Jesus living your jaye jaye kind of life all in the name of when Jesus came? The only thing he did was glorify God. Everything he did pointed to God, he never deviated from that. So when you say you're a Christian and you're trying to blend your Christianity and also blending the life of the world with it, it doesn't work. That's not how it is. As a Christian, everything about you has to be all about Jesus. Every single thing. Jesus said, my food is to do the work of my father. That is the same thing we are supposed to say. You are supposed to say as a Christian, my food is to do the work of Jesus. That's just it. Nothing else. Everything about you, your business, your relationships, um, your words, your actions, your thoughts, every single thing should smell Christ. 
Don't say no, this is business. Let's leave Christianity out of it. No. No one time in church, um, my pastor said something. He said, if as a Christian you're selling alcohol and then you want me as your pastor to come and pray for you, then then you, there's something wrong. There's something wrong somewhere. I usually tell people as Christians there are certain businesses you shouldn't do. But then when I say things like that, I'm called religious. But it's the truth. If your business isn't pointing people to Christ, if it's drawing people away from Christ, then you are not being a Christian at that point in time. Everything around you should be about God. Just like when you're in a relationship with a guy or a girl, everything you think about, right, it's it's about this person. You're thinking about how to make this person happy, you're thinking about how to comfort this person, how to make this person's life this person's life better. It's the same thing with God. Everything you should think about should be how you can spread the gospel as far and wide as you can. How you can tell people about Jesus as much and as often and frequent as you can. If you are ashamed of talking about him, he will also be ashamed of you when he comes. So please, let us try. Let us try to hold on to God. Let us try to live lives that when people see us as Christians, they want to get to know this God that you are serving. Be an example to the world, not the other way around. Stop trying to emulate the world, but instead, make the world emulate you as a Christian. Enough is enough of all all these things I see Christians do. Please, let us Stop embarrassing Christianity. Let us stop trampling on the sacrifice that Jesus made 2,000 plus years ago. If you want to be a Christian, then it's time you start acting like it. Please, please, and please, many of you know what is wrong. But you just make excuses because you're not willing to make changes in your life for Christ. Anybody, it's time for you to sit down and ask yourself, what is it going to be? Am I going to be for God or am I going to be for the devil? There are no gray areas. There is no in-between with God. You are either for him or against him. That's just how it is. Whenever I talk like this, people say I'm harsh. I'm this, but it's the truth. There are no gray areas. It is either you are for God or you're against them. So please and please pick a side. Our God is a loving God. Trust me. Christianity is not easy. Don't let anybody tell you Christianity is easy. And don't ever think that once you become a Christian, everything will fall in place. That's not how it works. Our God isn't like that. He he first of all takes out everything from you that he knows can destroy you in the future. That's why he said everything works for our good. Both the good and the bad things that happen in our lives is for our good, it's for our pruning. He prepares us for something greater and something better. But the thing is, most Christians are not patient enough. That's why you see them dabbling into things they shouldn't dabble into. Why? Because they don't want God, they don't want the process, they just want the outcome. Even in chemistry, that's not how it works. There has to be a process before we can get results. There, it doesn't, there's no re- there are no results without first the process. So it's the same with God. Our God is 
a lovely God. I just want a world where everyone is so in love with God. You know, I want to go to a church and feel the manifest presence of God, not people showing off clothes, not people showing off their voices, or showing off how much they can preach, or all of those carnal things. Christianity is about reflecting Christ, giving glory to Him, not us, not ourselves, but Him. Not people seeing you, but people seeing Him in you. So please, please and please, For those of you, like I said in the beginning, that are hiding, stop hiding. Trust me. You're already forgiven. You just have to forgive yourself. But God has forgiven you. He forgave you from, from the very beginning. Don't let the devil tell you otherwise. Do not let the devil tell you otherwise. He has got you 100%. So, um, I think I'm going to end it here. I love you. But Jesus loves you even more than I can ever think or imagine. And I usually tell people, if you want someone to talk to, if you need advice and something, counsel or whatever, I am here. My number is always available anytime. I am here to listen. I am here to hear whatever it is you have to say. So, until I come to you next time, have a lovely week. Your week is blessed. Lions are falling for you in pleasant places. Men will favor you and everything you touch will prosper. But hold on to God. Don't ask for the blessing if you do not have a relationship with the blesser. God bless you all.